Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Within Us. This episode is going to be a bit different. I have been on hiatus with the show for a while now, actually over a month, and I wanted to catch you all up and let you know where I've been and what's been going on and also share some of my learnings with you. So about six weeks ago, I got the unfortunate news that my closest friend lost her 15-year-old son, and um, it was really the most devastating thing that I've ever heard um, that's ever happened to anyone close to me. And before this happened, I, I always felt sort of uncertain and unsure what to say to people when they were in a time of loss. So I found out what happened and I literally fell on the floor crying. I, my husband took over. He booked a flight for me to go from Israel to LA. And within 12 hours, I was on a flight and on my way and I made it in time for the funeral. I am reflecting upon that time now where I was there for my friend. You know, initially I got there and I went to the actual funeral. It was so heartbreaking. And my friend spoke with so much wisdom and insight about the life of her son. I could really share. I could go on and on about how much courage she and her husband both had to speak and to share and talk about their son, Noah. I knew Noah when he was a baby. We had kids. My eldest is around the same age as Noah. And during that week, I wasn't really sure exactly like what to say or what to do when I first came. And the very first day after the funeral and the Jewish tradition, there's something called a shiva, which means seven. It's seven days of mourning. And the mourners, the immediate family, they sit and they receive visitors. And there's a custom when you receive visitors that the visitors shouldn't be the people to talk first. They should actually wait for the mourners to speak. That was really hard for me because naturally I'm very extroverted. Whenever I'm with people, I love to ask questions and engage them, but I tried my best not to start conversations. And I actually took up this role at her house. I think it was really my way of coping. I started organizing and cleaning and trying to help. And at one point, my friend said something to me, she said, you know, she said, the best thing you can do for me is just to be with me. And it hit me so clearly how we can be there for each other in such a tremendous way. Um, during the Shiva, there's actually a blessing that the mourner says to that, sorry, that the visitors say to the mourner and you say, blessed is the place that the, the, the blessing begins. Blessed is the place. And the place is actually referred to as one of the names for the divine. So over the course of the, the seven days, my friend said to me, she said, you know, the most comforting thing, like what really helps me after all these hundreds of people were coming to her with, you know, consolations and trying to be there and to comfort her. She said, the most comforting thing is when people could sit there and feel sad with her. She said, the most comforting thing people can do is really to be there and to feel sad with her, to be there and feel the experience. So I did my best to do that. But honestly, over the course of this, that, that week, I was so focused on like showing up at the right time and being there that I don't even know if I process my own sadness until much later. So I was there for the week and I went all the different days for, you know, the hours of visiting. And I watched literally hundreds of people come up to her and and speak with her. And I learned a few things. So the first thing that I learned when someone passes away is that asking how it happened is not helpful. It doesn't really matter how it happened. 
Unfortunately, her son was the victim of a car accident that had some lasting uh, effects on his health. That is how it happened. But asking how it happened, really, that wasn't helpful. I learned what is helpful is just to sit and just to be and just to feel the emotion with the mourner um, and help. It's still really emotional for me to talk about this. This is like over a month later. And, you know, just even speaking about it, I'm on the verge of tears. By the time I was ready to come back, I myself was not in a great state of mental health. I came home and I actually lapsed into like a full-blown manic episode. And it was really, really hard for me. So I've spent the last week with doctors, with therapists. I've been home. Fortunately, my husband learned like such a champ how to help me and take care of me so that I didn't need to leave the house. But I've really been looking after my own mental health. So that's where I've been. Um, I did, I have been able to continue with my community meetings and I gave a class in the memory of Noah. He was an incredible, incredible young person. And um, he was known as a rapper (laughs) in his high school. He would take words and he was just a wordsmith. He would take words and turn them into really beautiful raps. And um, what else can I say? There's so much to say about Noah. His memory should be a blessing. I'm definitely going to continue talking about him and his legacy. And he really brought a lot of love to his community. One of the messages that my friend gave over um, to his peers, the teenagers, is that they're such good people. She was so adamant about sharing with them what good people they were, how they were always really there for her son and really building them up. And I feel as a parent and as an educator that it is so important to build up our teenagers. One really neat experience I had in LA was that I was invited into one of the high schools to give a talk. And because of what was going on that week, I decided to make the talk all about friendship. So this year in particular, it's been very challenging for teenagers to cultivate friendships amidst starting high school with, you know, just entirely on Zoom. If they are coming in person, they're wearing masks. There's a lot of distance, a lot of isolation. And so I spoke about the idea of what does it mean to love our fellow as ourself? And I spent about an hour with the girls and we talked about the challenges that come up in friendship and the overarching challenge that they spoke about was being ghosted, being ghosted, being canceled, having someone just stop talking to you. And what do you do instead of that? So we did an exercise where I asked them, what would the ideal friend do in a certain situation? And what would the ideal friend not do? So coming to terms with How do we deal with challenges? What do we say? What do we not say? And how do we really emulate that best friend? So, you know, I told them that if it had been for social media, I don't know if my girlfriend Lisa and I would have stayed such incredible friends. I mean, maybe we would have, but the point of my sharing that with them was that I think that social media has made it so easy to ruin friendships because we can so quickly shoot off a text or a reply and have it be something that's really hurtful. So I took some time after the week and I came home and I actually started making apologies to people in my own life that for whatever reason I was holding on to hard feelings and really just trying to come to a place of purity in my own relationships and with other people and honesty with myself. It's been an incredible time of growth. 
So I just wanted to pop on here and update you all. There's a lot coming. We have some incredible, incredible guests lined up. We're going to be talking all about building businesses and building organizations and building lives with real heart. So this episode is from the bottom of my heart. Just a quick catch up with you. Stay tuned. I will be coming back soon and do stay in touch on social media. I'm Facebook, Dr. Ozzy Jankovic. And on Instagram, I'm dr.ozzy.jankovic. Find me over there, connect with me and wherever you are in the world, I hope that you are meeting yourself with kindness.